everyone, welcome to the show. For the past four years, Experience Milwaukee has shared the behind-the-scenes stories of everything that makes Milwaukee amazing for listeners in more than 40 states and 30 countries. So much of what Adam and I do on this show is made possible by our sponsors, Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, Bitter Cube, Transfer Pizzeria Cafe, and the Big White Yeti Candle Company. We're grateful for their support and for you, our loyal listeners. And now, let's get on with the show, starting with opening music from Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. Hi, I'm Eric Resch. I'm the managing director and co-owner of Stone Creek Coffee. And Milwaukee is the place I started my family, the place I started my business, and the place I never stopped learning. Honey, I don't really feel like drinking right now. What? I think the... Um, I mean, right now or just yeah, in general? Like, just <laughs> Why uh, don't you? That, Eric, that's a really good question. I, I feel like kind of both. I don't really feel like drinking yeah. right now, and I'm like, eh. That's okay. That's probably yeah, healthy. I've been, uh, yeah, probably, right? Yeah. No, I've been really not. enjoying being hydrated. Oh. I feel What's more like? awake and energetic. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Put in your memoirs. Uh, is, is that a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in my memoirs. Chapter 15. I don't really feel like drinking. Sobriety. <laughs> right. Finally. It also is that um, I have been a creature of habit when it comes to coffee. Oh, yeah? Coffee so? is a... I read somewhere a while ago that your optimal times for awakenedness or the, the times that you drink coffee to get your energy up... Yeah. are between uh, 9 and 10 a.m. in the morning, depending on when you wake up. I read the same thing. Normal corporate job. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, anytime. I think it was like from 2 to 4. Something like that. But I always push it to 1.30. I felt like 1.30 was like, I mm-hmm. want to hit some coffee before I get that that workday afternoon right. feeling. Right. And uh, and that's that's my creature of habit. I do one cup of coffee in the morning, and I do one cup of coffee what? in the afternoon, and that is it for me. That's all. Unless, unless that's about I'm, all I do too. Unless really? I'm cupping or unless I'm doing something. Sure, sure. And that's fine for you too. It's it's ideal for me. Yeah, I love no. it. I, if I do more than that, I feel like I'm just wasting. Okay. Well, enough about you, Eric. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks. All Speaking right. of coffee, <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah. So, is it bad? <sighs> Don't answer this. I'm just asking. Oh, good. Good first question. Because I'll wake up. Don't answer at this. Five. Yeah. Here, welcome to the podcast. Don't answer this question. <laughs> I get up at like five ish. Yeah. Five thirty six, and I'll make like I'll. That's when I start. Yeah. And I'll end whenever I feel like ending. Like sometimes it's three, sometimes it's noon. Should I not be doing that? Are you making a full like twelve copper? Are it you do, doing a French press? It doesn't press? matter where it comes from. Does <laughs> it? Oh yeah, it's in a it's in a coffee maker thing. I'm thinking more like volume. Oh, I don't know. I, how much are you drinking? I, I, I don't time? think I don't think that's bad. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Mm. I mean, you might want to talk to your doctor about that. Yeah, but yeah, as, yeah. A coffee, nah. as a coffee, nah. As a coffee, your advice. As a coffee guy, <laughs> you know, we, we encourage it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Drink all yeah, you want. Right. Come on back. Right. I know. Why not? Keep right. it, keeps you fueled. Mm-hmm. So, 
Dude, welcome. It's been a while. Yeah. You know, we we're catching up before we turned the mics on, and uh, and then got Adam's story about his the coffee. I I like that story because. I've read the same things, and Good. I just steamroll right over those yeah, times. Yeah, you're like, though. oh, that's <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing I that. I work into them right. that swiftly. Fit my yeah. schedule. <laughs> Nine o'clock. <laughs> the kids are gone by then. Yeah, but. yeah, that's incredible. So we're here at Stone Creek at the factory. Yeah, yeah. here we yeah. are. Yeah, in the it's nice to studio all be in one room without masks. Yes, it very much yes. is with mugs of Stone Creek coffee. Right. God, it's so good too. Awesome. Maybe it's, that's what spurred the conversation was I was having a sip of this and I was like you know what like why would you want this all day I feel, I feel like drinking coffee I feel like energy boosting not not alcohol and I don't know what so this is like being at home for me too because my, my wife buys Stone Creek five pounds at a time yeah several bags at a time right just giant boxes show up a day later which, by the way, it's a smooth system. So thank you. Thank, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, from ordering, from get, from her getting the email, and promptly placing the order and getting the coffee, it's really smooth. Awesome. Um, so I feel like I'm at home because it's exactly what it tastes like at home. Well, not as good. It's there's something about I just can't do it. What those wonderful like what people here, do. Yeah. Well, I mean, behind I, the scenes that he, make that beautiful coffee. Yeah, here at the factory, you know, we we have the water treated specifically for making coffee. We have I knew it. Grinders calibrated for correct grind. We have you know bypass and distribution on the the water brewing the coffee. We check the temperature right. So we're managing all those variables. Yeah, and that's you know aside from the service, you know, that's one of the reasons to go out for coffee is because you know this is it's our better. job. We yeah. can we can yeah. we make it. We make it well. Yeah. And not even, don't even get us started on the food. The <laughs> okay. food here. Yeah. Let's, yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> so for anyone who, we, we just pretend sometimes like, hey, not everyone knows Eric. Right. You know, or not everyone knows Stone Creek. So what is, what's um, sort of the real quick high level story of why you started it? And then what is, what is the shop all about? Yeah. Great. So I started Stone Creek in 1993. So I went to college in Madison, graduated this was 91, didn't want to, didn't know what to do with my life. Um, I took my old rusty Camry, drove, drove to Seattle. <laughs> nice. yeah, this was, you know, grunge music and, yeah. and dark roasted coffee. So Seattle was the place to be. And yeah. I couch surfed for a while and decided I'd come back to the Midwest. I went to Chicago. My sister was living there and I got a job with Starbucks. So that was my first job in coffee was uh, Starbucks was in Seattle and Chicago they had a few shops in Chicago and mm -hmm. I worked down across from the Sun-Times building and I know uh, that is. you know made lattes and just fell in love with the business and the industry and then decided hey I, I might want to start my own coffee company so I, I started working on that when I was living in Chicago and I bought a coffee roaster and eventually moved to Milwaukee uh, installed the coffee roaster up in an old flour mill on the Milwaukee River in Grafton and after, you know, the cord shorting out and small fires and uh, uh, numerous problems Light to burns, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get the thing uh, running, I roasted my first batch of coffee and uh, from there opened retail shops and started a wholesale business and an e-commerce. And here we are today, slightly grayer, um, oh, yeah. 30 years later, still loving the business years later yeah exactly yeah, right um, oh man so yeah that's the that's the high level we have eight cafes and a wholesale business we're here at the stone creek factory which is a fifteen thousand square foot main sort of facility where we do the roasting we have a bakery we have our coffee warehouse in the basement for unroasted coffee so mm -hmm. we can hold about 
2,000 bags of mm-hmm. coffee, but not one-pound bags, but 100, uh, 150 pound bags. Adam can hold that many too. So, yeah, <laughs> if you ever need help Easily. carrying ba- coffee bags around, Easily. You can do it. I used yeah. to. They're, <laughs> they're 150 pounds. I used to pick them up and put them on my shoulder. I don't yeah. do that no, anymore. Don't, don't, don't. Try and that. I actually yeah. tell people it's I like it's like picking either. up a dead body if you've yeah. ever done it. I have. Yeah, once. So, what? That's a great question to like. <laughs> so I have you though. <laughs> that's like an interrogation. Where? That's like an interrogation question. They bring in the coffee. They're like, did you know that yeah. they have the this bags is of coffee? Is this kind of like an innovation lab too? I mean, you've got like the training mm-hmm. area down yeah. down yep. there. Yep. And, so um, we've got our training center. We've got our, our cupping lab. And that's where we're roasting samples that we get in from our partner farms we roast them we cup them we make buying decisions um, and that's also where we do profile roasting so before we take a coffee and move it to the production roaster we work on our small roaster which roasts we usually we roast 200 grams but it can roast up to a kilo and we just do different roasts of the same coffee as we begin to develop how we're going to actually roast a new coffee mm-hmm. that's just come in. So that happens here in our lab, and we've got other QC things like moisture readers and other sure. things to check quality. Forgive my yeah. ignorance. Yeah. What does cupping mean? Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, you're, the beans are coming out, and you're cupping them in your hand. And that, then I was like, or are you just pouring it into a cup? That, that is... I that overthought is, it. Well, it can be all the above, um, whatever you like, right? There's no rules, really. But cupping in this context means tasting the coffee. So when when, when I say we're cupping, what we'll do is we'll take, uh, for example, we're getting in a a new Bolivian coffee in a couple weeks. So what we'll do, we'll get that arrival sample. First, we'll roast it as an arrival sample. We'll check it against what we expected from the pre-shipment sample. But then we'll move to profile roasting where we'll roast it six ways or eight ways and then we'll cup the coffee and we'll say well i like number two better because it was this or that and that's how we begin to develop develop the final roast profile nice and then we transfer that profile onto our big production roaster which is not sort of a one-to-one it's more about the thermal dynamics time temperature so we have to hand roast it on the big roaster to kind of match whatever profile we had out of the lab and that's I guess a quick summary of how we go from the green coffee arriving here to that final production roast. This but is it's, a cut above. It's, this is incredible. There's so much that happens behind yeah. the scenes that people don't under, don't know, just don't understand right. that you get this deliciousness because of all that. Right. And then yeah. you go home and you throw a K cup in your Keurig and you're no, like, why does this taste don't, the same? Don't what, do what, it. What's, don't what's do wrong it. with yeah. this? What, I'm, I'm not, it's yeah. not as good as Stone Creek at the factory. Um, it makes sense now. Real awesome. quick, yeah, yeah, real quick. Yes, because you say when you know we've got coffee showing up here. Yeah, but how does it get here? Um, you mean literally? Literally, no, literally <laughs> not. Like, how do you get it? Yeah, Hank yeah. Drops I'm just teasing. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you both. Yeah. So, so we buy. Hey, I'll tell the jokes here. <laughs> we, <laughs> you watch it. We buy. Um, beep them out. We were, we were just talking about this this morning. We're recently certified as a B Corp, and one of the things we report on in our B Corp um, certification <laughs> is is how much coffee do we buy direct from the farms that sure. grow it. Oh, and, okay. And we we buy ninety eight percent of our coffee direct. Um, and by direct, what I mean by that is we have a direct relationship in origin with the farm and the farmers and the growers who produce that coffee so how do we how do we get the coffee from bolivia or costa rica or guatemala to milwaukee um well in this you know year in this time frame given the pandemic and the supply chain issues it's a pain in the ass to be honest but i'll just tell you quickly how it happens so if we buy 
a couple lots of coffee from our partner farm in Guatemala and Antigua. Um, they will have their logistics team get the coffee prepped. So mm-hmm. they'll get it into a shipping container and mm-hmm. we'll agree on a port that it's going to come out of. Sure. And then once we agree on a port, our logistics team here in Milwaukee sort of take over managing the shipment. And so we get quotes from the big shipping lines. So we put it in on the boat. So we call we call that a float. So the coffee's a float or uh-huh. it's on the water. And then when it's when it arrives in the US, we'll bring it into Norfolk, Virginia, New Orleans, sometimes Seattle. It just depends on sort of what's available and how we want to move the coffee, price, things like that. And then we put it on a train. The container goes onto a, sh- a train, and so it trains up to Chicago. It waits in the yard for a container truck, and then it trucks up here wow. to the factory, at which point, of course, we unload it. So yeah. it goes sort of planes, trains, automobiles yeah. without the automobile. Then Adam lifts the bag over his yeah, head and carries it. But then literally we yeah. hand unload it. You know, we take it. The container is not filled with palletized coffee. It's all stacked in there by hand. Oh, my gosh. And we're unloading 300 bags, oh 150 pounds uh, per bag into the basement of the factory, which is climate controlled for the right humidity and the right temperature for storage. Nice. Yeah. C. Oh, I should have said it to Eric because he. Yeah, I was like, why are you looking at me? What did I do? Why can't yell at the guest anymore? <laughs> so let's get into the cafes. Yeah. Literally. We're uh, here. We are. We are here. Upstairs. Yes. Upstairs, but yes. yeah. In H- Global HQ. What. So what I've always loved, and I was sharing this with you before, yeah. it, the people, right? The coffee's awesome. We talk about that. Great. la di da But no, the people, wow. the people are fantastic. Like Thank they, you. If anything could equal the supreme taste of the coffee, it's the greatness of the mm-hmm. people here and how they treat you, how they interact, you. how they get to know you. Where does that come from? Um, I think, well... I, a, we have great people. So, I mean, it's a whole range of things. Number one, um, I believe that coffee is wonderful unto itself, of course, but it really only truly is magical when you share it, mm-hmm. right? Like either I make it or I make it for my wife or you come in and a barista says, good morning and here's your coffee and good to see you, Steve. Good to see you, Adam. So that connection between the barista and the customer is really where the magic is, right? Mm-hmm. We are we are social creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to run in packs. Um, we like to share. We like to learn. We like to love. I mean, that's how we are human mm-hmm. and coffee is that elixir that helps facilitate that. So, you know, from the founding of Stone Creek, you know, to this day, we have done our best to hire, train, teach, guide, and then eventually say goodbye to just lovely people. Yeah. And, and we don't, we have a process, if you will, for doing that. Um, but it really is about finding people who match our culture. And if you don't match our culture, like your personality, and by culture, all I mean is kind of the written and unwritten norms of what we do here. And you come into our tribe, and if you're kind and you're a good listener and you love people and you're willing to learn, then the tribe's going to say, great, you're on our team. But if you're yep. not, then we're going to ask you to, you know, we might still say we like you, but you just can't work here anymore, yeah, right? Yeah. We're going to ask you to leave. Like, we protect the values, the tribe, and what we stand for as important. And we do it for our customers, but the the, the kind of secret, if you will, is we do it for each other right, more right. than we do it for our customers because we care for each other. Like, that's the foundation of 
this business. And when, you know, if we were making, um, you know, ball bearings and we never, we weren't as close to the customer because we sent them through distribution channels, the culture and how we build that might be different. Of course, in our business, we're working with thousands of customers every day. Mm -hmm. And so this is in our DNA. Like Mm -hmm. it has to be part of who we are and, and that's where it comes from. So we do lots of things from group interviews to how we, onboard people and how we interact and many other things behind the scenes to build that tribe first and then we assume that if the tribe is healthy and strong which it isn't always like at times we have ups and downs yeah yeah you have to yeah so that's but that's the ethic right Mm -hmm. that's the foundation that's what i've always tried to do and the company was founded on this word our corporate name is giri and it comes from a samurai code of honor uh, called Bushido, and the word actually means social obligation. So before we had the name Stone Creek, I incorporated the company under this founding value mm-hmm. called Geary. And social obligation in this context means you have to be conscious of those around you, and you have to live in such a way that you're empathetic, that you work as a team, whether that's your corporate tribe right. or whether that's Milwaukee, you know, with the community right, we live right. in, or more importantly, the global community, the farmers we work with around the world. So we have a responsibility to all those uh, relationships. Nice. That is badass. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. It's not easy Especially to do. as you grow. Well, you know, you know right. here's the thing. Like, it sounds good on paper and I can talk about it, but, but tell me how you execute it. And right. that's, that's really how, what B Corp, we've recently become certified certified as a B Corporation, and the the B Corp framework helped us sort of codify that value system. So Mm -hmm. we can say, oh, we treat our people really well. Well, what does that mean? That means you get, you know, three mental health days. That means we publish your schedule three weeks in advance. That means we have four full-time baristas that if you get sick, someone just shows up and you don't have to worry about covering your shift. We don't make you feel bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of things we've done in the company to manifest those values, right? I can't just sit here and say, oh, we treat people well. Like, well, what do you mean? And that's, those are some examples just on the, the people side. Right. of how we try to bring that to life, how we do bring that to life. Okay. Adam, how's the coffee? Business owners, <laughs> take <laughs> note. Yeah. That's incredible. All that stuff. That is how's inc- the coffee? Incredible. Still delicious. Oh, yeah. uh, it's already gone. Still going. I oh my stop gosh. drinking it. I couldn't stop. Well, it's in your window. No, it's a little bit early. You can get a refill. Yeah. It is you in my window. Yeah. It is in yeah, my free window. refills. You, you. Um, yeah. I'm still, I'm still reeling from that because I... Uh, going through uh, a lot of the corporate world mm-hmm. and understanding how understanding that that hierarchy and how, how that truly needs to start from the top mm-hmm. like you have from the top it has to be that way you can't cultivate that kind of culture of service if the top doesn't if the belief, top yeah. doesn't already uh, yeah a believe and b promote it and live it yeah yeah i think it's interesting we we published two just to comment on that two i guess organizational charts here at stone creek and we published two of them because in many ways i believe that i perform a role on behalf of this entity the tribe and so do the baristas like there's no up down there's no top bottom there's just people who do things to make the company strong, right? Yes. Like I negotiate lease leases, I might deal with a legal lawsuit, I might work on a new, you know, cafe or a new product line. And the baristas are, you know, serving customers, they're cleaning the bar, they're, you know, um, learning to pour latte art with great definition and silky smooth milk. You know, yes. we all have a role. 
right? We all have a role. So we have our we have our reporting chart, and then we have our teams chart. And the reporting chart is just simply a guide for who do you go to when you need something. But that's not meant to be a power structure. What the other chart is the team chart. What team are you on, and what do you do on that team, mm-hmm. and who do you need to talk to if you need to get something else done? And so that's our that's the real organization. The reporting chart is about you need something. Who do you talk to? Sure. Yeah. Wow. We're, we should do that. For our podcast, yeah. for, for you and me, <laughs> and Eric, no, not you. It's, um, I yeah, I feel like it's uh, completely unnecessary at this point, but because oh, I feel I'll like you're just, gonna, you're just gonna you're just gonna use it to be like, hey, you do this now. <laughs> All right, no, I'm kidding. I do yeah. actually. I kind of agree with you. Hey, you gotta do this. What? <laughs> it's on the chart. It's on the chart, bud. It's on the Sorry. chart. There's us, there's us promoting. You signed up. I directed it. Well, okay. Well, it's still on the chart. <laughs> so all that stuff. Yeah. What? What's life outside of coffee for you? Um, if there is such a life well, that exists. You so know? when I'm yeah, when I'm not working, I'm still doing coffee, of course, right? Because I'm a coffee guy. So we just got back from Costa Rica. We we're on a family vacation, oh, and wow. half my suitcase was my coffee gear. Right, the coffee gear travels, the coffee travels. Right. That's, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, I that's, think I get it. That's part of um, being a coffee person. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of Stone Creek, I have three kids. Five, nine, and thirteen. I'm married to Melissa, who's lovely and is a UX designer. So she works part time oh, cool. at Stone Creek, yeah. and uh, and then I'm a cyclist. So I'm um, got a gravel bike. bike, a fat bike, and a road bike. And oh, nice! Depending on how much snow is on the road, I pick one and and go. But I I ride all winter. I mean, sort of living in Wisconsin, I used to be a cross country skier, so I've done the Berkey. Yeah. And, but I always try to have a sport for yeah. getting out into the winter. So I ride all winter, three four times a week on my fat bike. And and pretty soon I'll be on my gravel bike. Um, so it's really family. You know, I guess he, here's how I think about sort of priorities in my life. Number one, health. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not healthy, mentally, physically, spiritually, I can't be of service to my family or mm-hmm. to my company. Number two, I think about love. So caring for my family, caring for my friends. And number three would be sort of vocation and tasks, right? Then that's when you start to work on projects like Stone Creek. But that's how I organize my life is health, love, and then mm-hmm. the vocation. So, nice. Damn. I had another question. I have a base infinite on number of questions. <laughs> One, here to help. How can I do that? Here to help. <laughs> Will you mentor me? Yes. <laughs> yes. So coach, much to yeah. learn. That's that's such a, an unbelievably good way of thinking. Yeah. And I totally see the merit in every single one of those things, and in that order, too. There's still time, Adam. I know. All right. So here's a question. There's still time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've been around a little longer, so where, yeah. <laughs> where we are in the um, in the world of things, yeah. and you know, we walk into the to the cafe today, and it's it's thriving and buzzing, and mm-hmm. there's a the typical high high positive energy of mm-hmm. a Stone Creek cafe, mm-hmm. and there are people everywhere sprawled out, working on their own, working in groups and stuff like that, and there's the quieter. Well, I think it's sometimes the quieter room up here where mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. away and, and come up for some extra space. How did it, how how was the the pandemic and your approach to it? Because I remember and I told you you were the last place that I was on Friday <laughs> right. the thirteenth. Right. We sort of all remember when yeah. that happened, and um, and um, just you know 
what was the approach organizationally to, yeah. to get through as a team, as a tribe? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, first of all, that, that was the approach, is we're a group. Um, so we closed down early. We closed for eight or nine weeks. We opened one cafe. Um, luckily, our customers flipped to e-commerce. So we went from, you know, selling $1,000 a week of e-commerce to 100000 oh, overnight. Wow. You know, so we had to figure that out, which was oh, amazing. God. So, yeah. I mean, that, that alone gave us some hope, right? Because right. we were at literally going to zero revenue. And so we had a little revenue early on after talking to the leadership team, talking to my wife we didn't know how we were going to do it but we committed from day one to paying everybody mm-hmm. like we didn't there was no ppp it was just what the hell is going to happen we don't know how long we're going to be out and we did that based on you know caring for our people like mm-hmm. the expectation that we're a tribe and if i needed to borrow the money to do this i was prepared to do that and then i told my wife melissa so what if it takes us two years three years to dig out this is the time for us to stand up and do this and so early on we made that commitment after that after we started to open back up what we did is we worked there's a concept called procedural justice so so that essentially means that if you're going through an issue or there's judgments to be made and in this context if me as the leader of the company is going to make a decision like a significant decision that's going to affect everybody else that it's important that i ask for their input and so we began to send a lot of surveys out we began to ask for a lot of input and we continue to do that to this day and that was really helpful to prepare the team for hey we're thinking about these different things that could happen and if if this happens what do you think about these options but if this happens what do you think about these options so our team was always prepared for what was coming a few steps ahead yeah even if i didn't know what was going to happen i could come up with options and i would share those like we might open and this could happen we might not open and this could happen so that idea of bringing the whole group together was helpful for staying connected and more specifically to answer your question about what happened we ended up closing four cafes permanently Mm -hmm. um three of those cafes were were profitable and and doing great um but they were lower performing cafes and so we also made the decision through covid that we were going to kind of shrink the footprint of the overall company a little bit so we had the opportunity to close those cafes but but i purposely staggered them so that we could always absorb the staff so we always said if you want to stay at stone creek you can come work in another cafe so we did that every single time and everybody had the chance to come work in another cafe and because of the the type of job this is we do have you know turnover someone leaves for college or finishes college or whatever we were able to kind of manage that so we didn't have to have any kind of layoffs or anything like that so um we're a smaller company today um not a lot as we come back things as you said things are buzzing and booming and we're just thrilled to be able to all see each other's face again and get back to sipping coffee and you know the other thing about coffee is yes you couldn't go to cabo you know to your surfing vacation but you could still come down to stone creek and grab a coffee and get out of the house and so you know again and i say again because coffee functions as i said earlier as that like you know fluid or that elixir of social interaction again it functioned during COVID as a place you could at least zip into get out of the house take a walk have a, a, a cup of coffee and just chill out for a minute as, as we all came through just an awful time. So, and the last thing I'll say, it was terrifying because I didn't yeah, know if the... I yeah, <laughs> I, I know. You did all this incredible yeah. stuff, but also, yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt that I was, I wasn't scared like I would be scared, you know, at a horror movie or something, <laughs> but 
but when there's so many unknowns mm-hmm. and, and what you have to fall back on is we've been through difficult things before and we will help each other and we're smart enough. And I also got a, anytime I made a decision of any significance, I got at least three or four trusted opinions, both within and, and outside the company to sure. help triangulate in on what the hell do we do? Right. Like we've mm-hmm. never had to deal with this before. Right. So wow. all those things. There's safety in knowing that you, the company has good bones. <laughs> right. Good Absolutely. Bones. Good bones. And brains. <laughs> and brains. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, this was, thanks for taking the time. Of course. It was awesome. My uh, pleasure. Great to catch up and see you again. Yeah. And uh, Adam, you too. It's nice to hey, see you. Hey, it was, <laughs> it was great to be in person <laughs> this time. <laughs> I'm not virtual yeah. in my basement. Right. Um, one last thing quickly. If people want to order online mm-hmm. or catch up, mm-hmm. stay in touch, mm-hmm. besides all the socials, uh, the, the website and everything, that's the best place to yep. go? Yeah, stonecreekcoffee.com, all the, the socials, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, easy to find. Come check us out. Order your stuff five pounds at a time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Eric. Sweet. Yeah. yeah thanks, good Eric. to see you guys. Thanks. Yeah. You know. And now, Milwaukee's own. Pause for effect. Black Belt Theater. <laughs> <laughs>